Hey housemates, thanks for listening to the Our House podcast. We've just opened our own YouTube channel, so please follow our journey and subscribe to Our Two Tube. The link is in the description. And now, today's show. Play that funky music, white boy. Our House, our My name's Paul. I almost forgot then. I've never done a podcast on Christmas Day before. <laughs> we did an Our House on Christmas Day. We did, yeah, we did yeah. a lot of Our Houses on. Yeah. And they, they Strange times. Mince pies and <laughs> competitions and everything. Uh, so thank you for tuning in to <clears throat> Our House. Hope your day is going uh, as great as ours is. Lots of presents and lots of food and obviously lots of alcohol. <laughs> um, and as you, you know, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, we've been showcasing some of our favourite YouTubers um, and we've got a special Christmassy one today um, and really excited to introduce to you today, it's Dan Trapper. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Oh, no, love, Merry I, Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> I, I, got, I just got a bit of a shock just when just before you played your uh, <laughs> theme tune there, doing my own voice on it. Right, very, very nice. Enjoyed that. <laughs> That's good to hear. So Thank you so much for joining us. Um, so we've, we've had, like I mentioned, several YouTubers on over the last couple of weeks. Um, everyone's kind of got their own like niche and their own kind mm. of um, area of expertise. For anyone listening that may not have seen your videos, how would you describe your YouTube channel? Oh, I don't know. It's really difficult. I don't really. I, so when I, I, started, so I started just over a year ago and I thought, I'll just do a load of stuff and then probably in about three months that'll all crystallize and I'll have a thing that I do. Um, but that's yeah. never really happened. So it's, it's literally whatever I think of every week that I think <laughs> that it's most of the time what makes me laugh. I don't know if it makes anyone else laugh, but it's ma- so still trying laugh. to find like your, your niche of, of so. style, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done, you know, I've done some tiering things. Those are quite fun to do. I do some, really stupid um like uh, around christmas last year someone said well can you do some tutorials so i started doing a few of them like how to post a parcel and how to get a haircut (laughs) and just really obvious things um so i've done a few of those and then some are just you know what what i've done that week or uh what i've been up to and what me and my son are, are, are doing um i started an interview strand as well um yeah so it's yeah, it's sort of anything that I find funny, really. Your five three one will come to that in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you started just a year ago. I thought maybe you'd been uh, around for a little bit longer. What made you decide to jump into the YouTube world? It was uh, your former guest Robbie Knox. Um, I've known Robbie since we were about nineteen. Uh, we were at university together, and. Um, 
uh, he was just going on and on at me to start a YouTube channel after, after he started his. He said, oh, we can do some collaborations and stuff like that. And I was going, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do on it. And the reason he wanted me to do it was because he runs every year. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do one this year. He runs a, a, big, a thing called the Super Mega FIFA Tournament, which is 16 people go to his house and we play an entire sort of World Cup with 16 teams on on the PlayStation during the course of one day starts at nine in the morning finishes at about eleven at night. There is an, inc- <laughs> an, an, an obscene amount of drinking. And, <laughs> uh, Do you start drinking at nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You start drinking yeah. at nine. And Robbie's <laughs> normally made like a two-hour pre-show documentary for us to watch, <laughs> and um, it's incredible. And and we also we uh, several of us make videos um, in the lead up to it, and that they get put in that program as well. And I, I did, I do a video every year. I sort of, um, we have a, we have um, the Amy Winehouse Memorial Trophy uh, because <laughs> the first year we did it, Amy Winehouse died on the on the day of the tournament. Oh God! Um, no. So, so, so I'm, uh, I'm, I, I quite often, I think I only haven't won it once. Uh, won the trophy for best video. So he's saying, he's saying, come on, everyone loves your videos. You've got to start a YouTube channel. And eventually, I gave in and started. Started up, yeah. Long answer. And sorry. Like, no, no, that's great. So, and then, and like you mentioned, you mentioned before you've got your tutorial time uh, videos mm. teaching the basics. Do you know what, though? That's what people look for the most on YouTube. It is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the simple things. Like, I, if I don't know how to do something, the first place I go to is YouTube. Exactly. Not yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> not like getting a haircut, but you know. <laughs> no. no. But that's, that's it depends, it. you know. You, maybe you've been locked in a basement for several years and you don't know how to get a haircut. Also, you know, earlier this year, no one had had their haircut for six months. They might have needed a refresher. That's yeah, that's crazy. That yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, so you've got your tutorials, yes. uh, which is great, and um, the Robbie versus Dan. So was that the kind of start of the of the YouTube channel? Were you yeah, kind of helping think, each other out there? Yeah, Robbie sort of said come on just start doing it and then we'll as soon as you do it we'll do some stuff and uh i think it, i think it was actually his idea he said oh let's just do something like robbie v dan so it was to sort of help me get a kickstart straight away really um yeah. so i think most of my viewers have probably come from robbie i suspect uh so yeah we've played but i'm three nil up at the moment i thought i, I should be four nil up because we we actually recorded one during the first lockdown um right at the beginning of lockdown and we played like a kid's board game over Skype and uh, he, he, was, he was operating it at his end and my Skype was saying it was recording and everything was fine and, uh, and we finished and I won and I should have been 4 nil up and then the Skype conversation finished and it, and it should have just appeared on my desktop and nothing happened. So that's the, ah. great, that's the great lost Robbie V. Dan. Uh, playing a that's toddler's like board game. Of, <laughs> that's kind of like Donald Trump style, like, you know, like conspiracy theory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I won, but... Yeah. Maybe, maybe on a smaller scale. He's won, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm a bit gutted on that. I did actually send Robbie an email um, a couple of days before we did this. Just I knew that, that you guys knew each other, mm. and I just asked him for some funny stories that we could potentially bring in as a surprise and he's not seen the email oh, um, so if it had known it had been that long we'd have had some uh, yeah, had yeah some you definitely would have had that, some yeah 
Now we're going to have to draw them out ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we flip it, Dan? Have you got any funny stories about Robbie? Ooh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I probably have. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, one of, the ma- one of the main thing is, I listened to your, your interview with him, and he, he talked a lot about how he got into TV and, and all of that and um, how his career's gone. I was a bit annoyed that he didn't mention me in that because, you know, he, he really does he really does admit this, but I'm responsible for Robbie Knox's entire career. And it, start, <laughs> it started at university where I was, this, I was a station manager at the radio station and I gave him a position of responsibility on the, on the station and, I, you know, I gave him his, his shows. Then I, I got my, my own start. We worked in the same place at... Um, Capital Studios, uh, TV studios in London. But I got it through applying for a job that was advertised, and I got the job. But then when I left, they needed someone new, and Robbie was coming out from Canada, and I said, "Oh, I, I know this person; he might be quite good." So, so he got the job. So that's how he got his foot in the door. And then I went to work for another company who represented Tim Lovejoy. And so, uh, you know, six, seven, eight months later, or a year later. They needed a runner on Soccer AM. And I said, oh, I know someone really good who absolutely loves Soccer AM. And he'd be really good for that job. Put him up for that. He gets that job as well. And from there, every, everything else he's done is all stemmed from working on Soccer AM. So that's my, that's my Robbie story, really. You know, he, 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 so, he would be on the scrap heap if it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost if you were like East Coast and West Coast rappers, it'd be more like a, like a <laughs> yeah. two-part biggie war, wouldn't it? Yeah, like for exactly. not shouting him yeah. out. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. <laughs> you just you just reminded me of a story. Um, it's not well. It, it's it's not as exciting as that. But um, so were you on a media course then at university? Yeah, I did. Well, I did a film and English course at uh, UEA. In yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was in a similar position, um, and I, I someone uh, referred me to ITV uh, for a job on Stars in Their Eyes. That's how old oh, I is. <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> Um, and, and, and I went for the interview and I spoke to these guys and everything. And they're like, oh, if you know anyone else, let us know. And I, I referred my mate and then they gave her the job and not me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's really bad. But she was my friend, so then I had to act all happy for her. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the, recommending people for jobs is that risk. You don't want somebody who's going to be yeah. too good that's going to make you look not yeah. very good. <laughs> like, you don't want them to be oh, bad because then it makes you look bad for recommending someone that's not very good. Yeah. It's a minefield. <laughs> uh, and she never took advantage of, of the opportunity either, which really? was uh, really frustrating oh, as well. Yeah. I totally would have. Uh, anyway, we're here making a podcast. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Where's she? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I could tell you, but I couldn't <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, oh, is that that one? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. That, so you, you kind of you did this course at, at uni. So do you what, do you mind me asking what your your kind of real job is now? Kind of. So I work. Um, yeah, I work in I work in TV. Um, Mainly as a um, edit producer, mainly yeah. uh, sometimes sometimes a, a, a producer, real producer. Um, yeah, so I work on Taskmaster. I worked on the last seven oh, yeah. series of Taskmaster. Um, good <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Sort of. It tends to be yeah, comedy, sh- mainly comedy shows. Sometimes sports shows. Um, yeah, working most of the time at the moment in in with the editor doing 
scripts or or whatever or whatever whatever the job needs yeah Okay. Nice. So um, going back to your YouTube channel, I know that you've, you've mentioned, uh, and I suppose we're, we're in a similar age bracket, but it's about celebrating middle age as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, Robbie mentioned on his podcast, didn't he, that um, a lot of people you know, on YouTube are, are younger and a lot of people don't know what it's like to be middle aged. So that's why he makes the videos that he does. Uh, are you in the kind of same boat as that? Yeah, I think it's. it was really interesting because I did... I did, I did a while ago, I did a video which was sort of the six terrible signs of middle aging. And that, I got that because I got, I just had, suddenly had a really bad back for a couple of weeks. And I was thinking, oh, oh no, is this it now? Am I, I going to have a bad back <laughs> for the rest of my life? And luckily I didn't, it's all cleared up, it's fine. But I, but I and also, I, and I was, I was, you know, and occasionally I forget things that, no, just um, the other day, my wife had given me a book that's for our son for Christmas. And um, I said, no, you didn't give me that. I was going to buy it. And then you bought it. And then um, and then I said, oh, I was going to do that. He said, yeah, and I gave it to you. I said, no, you didn't. And then I went to look in the places where I'd probably put it if she had. And that's where it was in a drawer. I, I had no recollection of that either. So I thought. That's crazy. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I, so I. I just thought, right, well, here's a, you know, this is a thing about being middle-aged. You know, what are the things <laughs> that you notice that are changing? So I did that. And it had quite a nice response from people. And it wasn't, and it was, it was sort of a mixture of people sort of roughly our age going, recognising those signs. But then also kind of younger people going, oh, no, that's happened to me already. And I'm only 28. <laughs> <Stuff like that. laughs> um, and, then I, and then I thought I'd better balance it. So I did another one that was all about the, the good things about being middle-aged as well so you know it's yeah. you know swings and roundabouts <laughs> isn't it there's, there's there's pros and cons to it um so yeah you've got one this week haven't you what your foot <laughs> oh man <laughs> so i got out of, after after training over the week um we we're doing like really heavy heavy squat stuff weren't we and um so as as you get the 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 the, the pain sort of the you know a few days after i got out of bed one night to go to the toilet and I, I pivoted on my foot, like, in a really weird way. Also, doing it by <laughs> getting out of bed during the night to get to the toilet exactly. is very yeah. middle as Be well. Because, because I, I didn't want to make, but what I was trying to do was by, by pivoting on my foot, I was trying not to make the noise of, oh, my legs. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because um, I, I, just, I just had that, that terrible kind of muscle pain. Um and then I went back to bed, felt nothing of it. I felt nothing of it. And then I got up in the morning and I could hardly walk on, on my right oh, foot. No. And then over the next couple of days, like it swelled up red. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, was, and it's just like, oh man, like, you know, you could you could do anything like 20 years ago and just yeah. not even feel it. And yeah. then get out of bed. Yeah, I did, um, I did a, a, well, I, I did a similar thing, didn't I? It was a, it, that, this was about, so what I'm, 43 when did i do my back injury was that like oh that's that, about four or five years so about, yeah maybe more and I'd, I'd been doing and i know you i know you're an advocate of this so we'd been doing um, ddp yoga for yeah. about seven or eight months mm. and we were smashing it every day weren't yeah. we oh you we'd talk back about, never managed to do it every day i'm quite lazy <laughs> brilliant like the, the the diamond cutter one yeah and yeah. um we, we had a big break, didn't we? We, yeah. we tend to do this. We have like a, a roll of like training and, and being really good. And Motivated. then we'll, and then we'll just <laughs> drop off a cliff. Um, 
And so we we dropped off the cliff and I came back thinking, all right, yeah, I can just go in and start doing my 50-minute diamond cutters. And I did something to my back and it took about two years to get it sorted, oh, didn't it? Oh, God. Um, so that was my first taste of, I think, feeling that, <laughs> that yeah. middle-aged yeah. stuff. Yeah, that um, <laughs> it was, I literally got up, I think it was New Year's Eve yeah. morning, wasn't it? And I couldn't walk. Yeah. I, it took me about an hour to get down the stairs, and I, I don't know what I'd done. I even tried sort of guilt tripping Dallas online. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, "You need to go. You need to go to a doctor, bro." <laughs> <laughs> um, I went for several several um, grass of physio, didn't I? Where at one point it just wasn't even getting any better. They'd like they'd, every session was the same. They put me on this bed, strap my legs up, and then the, this machine would just sort of like pull my limbs apart like oh, an indiana cool. jones sort of thing and um that did nothing and then eventually i found a, a chiropractor and a sports masseuse that yeah. works at the same practice and they did three sessions on me and sorted it yeah. but and yeah. it just took three well, sessions did- after all that uh, um, maybe more than three right. wasn't it maybe about seven or eight yeah. but it was. It, I felt the. I felt the difference after three. You could right. start walking. Properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it was almost like I had. Um, oh, what's it called? Sciatica, like all the time. And yeah. so, so some of the times, like if I'm sat funny or whatever, my, my leg would just go numb. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, well, I think that's that's not. It wasn't the DDP. It was heading straight in. Yeah, it was. It was doing too much yeah, too too quickly. Yeah, yeah. Which is what caused my foot pivot issue. Yeah. This weekend, yeah, because we dropped off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we went hard on it again. But the um, the DDP thing. <laughs> yeah, no. um, yeah. I when we did the DDP, I, I lost a lot of weight. I mean, I wasn't at the time. I wasn't overweight or anything like that. But I think I just kind of toned up, and a lot of people were commenting on it at the, at the time as well. You know, it does really make an impact. Um, so you you do you still practice it regularly? Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's, I hadn't. I tailed off as well but then um when I started my current job uh which is like um a dating show for Netflix they decided it was sort of around October and they said oh COVID's getting really bad now um we're we're doing it we're doing the whole edit remotely I thought oh god like that's six months where I'm gonna barely leave the house you know I was Mm. like that's not gonna be good so I so I went right I'm getting back into DDP yoga. and So Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, I do do the yoga. Tuesday, Thursday, I go for a, a nice long walk before work starts. And that's worked pretty well, actually, sort of keeping me keeping me going. So, And, and, and the reason I started it, actually, was because I was having sort of back problems. Um, and I just heard a lot of wrestlers talking about it in sort of various interviews saying, that they'd all got lots of back issues and they started doing DDP yoga and then they, it, it had this enormous effect. And that's, I found the same. I probably, I don't think I'm doing the sort of the hardcore ones that you're doing. I'm doing fairly low level, 25 minute uh, workout, but it really sorts my back. I don't have any back problems. If I'm doing mm. it regularly, I don't have any back problems. At all. Yeah. The thing that sold that program to me was like when we saw wrestlers like Jericho, the, yeah. the amount of like the shape change that happened, like almost yeah. within about three months. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, and there, there were stories of like he was completely reversing. Um, you know, doc, doctors oh. saying you could never wrestle again, and, and the reverse yeah. effect of, of EVP. Yeah, was just incredible. What's the guy on his on his um, 
his promotional video. The, the Arthur? Arthur, yeah, the guy oh, yeah. Who, who was like the yeah. Vietnam vet. He was the trigger he, of it all, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he was the guy that they said would never walk properly again, and now he's an instructor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, but, he actually, it was, yeah. he couldn't even walk. Yeah. I didn't know that. I saw, I saw him on yeah. one of the videos, but I thought he'd lost, lost a lot of weight. I didn't realise that was his story. Yeah, wow. he'd done his knees and only from like, um, yeah. uh, he was in a power regiment, wasn't he? Yeah. So his knees had gone. Um and he was on he was on crutches for the rest of his life and, and pretty much confined to a wheelchair as well. Yeah, um, and there he is now, like absolutely smashing it and uh, kind of But you don't recognise him, do you? Like yeah. you do have to double take him. Definitely yeah. doesn't look anything like like the guy anymore. So for anyone listening that's not a wrestling fan, yeah. <laughs> DDP Diamond Dallas Page um <clears throat> is uh, he started wrestling just he, he was middle aged, wasn't he? In like about forty five, wasn't he, when he started wrestling. Um, and so I think we've all got something in common here in the terms of we're all... We're all, we're all, we're all on nerds. our last legs. Yeah. <laughs> we're all rest, wrestling nerds. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so are you, a, are you a big uh, WWE fan or wrestling fan in general? Um, mainly WWE. I sort of... I, I got into it when we got Sky. Me and my brother were uh, sort of mid-teens, I suppose. Um, and then... I went off to uni and I kind of forgot about it for a few years and then uh, got back into it uh, around, as I like to say, the turn of the century. I like saying that. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and then actually just just probably this year is the least I've watched for a really long time. It, I, yeah. It's just weird. I've just been, you know, a lot of people say I've got so much time on my hands, but actually uh, the jobs that I've been doing have been probably more intense and they've been – previously plus at the uh, beginning of this year i was writing uh finishing writing a football book which came out um in september and i was just really busy and i just i just looked at my sort of wwe network thing and i went i've watched this once in six months you know <laughs> 60 quid it's probably time to give it a rest for a while so i might get it back again once i once i sort of get through things but yeah that's mainly mainly what i what i um, watched <clears> yes yeah, yeah, I just I might you might be able to see the chat. He's not gone. Don't need to do it. Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Hello. I think we're lost. I lost. Oh, there you go. Is there? Is that there? Weird. Is there? Uh, that was yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Should, what, do, should right. I pick up that question I'll answer again? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yes, mainly WWE. I started watching when I was um, sort of mid-teens when we got Sky, when we were at, were at home with me and my brother. And then I kind of st I stopped watching it when I went to uni because we didn't have Sky, so I sort of lost touch with it and then got back into it around 2000. And then this year's sort of the first year I haven't really been keeping up to it. I've just been really busy with work and it's been, things have been sort of quite intense. So um, I stopped my uh, WWE Network subscription uh, two or three months ago. Um, but I'm hoping I'll get back into it. I'm, once I get through a couple of jobs and I've got a bit more time, I'll try and get back into it. I think this year the um, 
the lack of audience has ruined it for me. Obviously, it's it's out of their control. But yeah, the atmosphere the atmosphere is just yeah. not there. Like WrestleMania was just a strange well, thing to yeah. watch. I mean, that's what happened. I watched the first couple of matches of that, and I just thought, oh, I don't know. I, I felt really sorry for them. They were absolute. Like you could tell how hard they were working. But yeah. it's yeah, amazing yeah. what a difference the 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 crowd makes, isn't it? I think I see. I we we used to do this wrestling podcast, as as obviously listeners know. Um, we talk about it often enough, um, <laughs> and I think I think because we were we were that diluted in like the UK scene and and across everything else, WWE became a little bit too much. There was just too much content yeah, to yeah. watch, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's um, the other thing. Trying to it. keep up with everything is almost impossible. <laughs> Whereas I was, I was actually happy and and really invested in like NXT, yeah, because that was it's an easy to sort of digest format that, and it yeah. and it sticks to its kind of guns of its forty five minutes, fifty minute show, yeah, exactly. Um, and it was wrestling. It was like yeah. it was if you watch Raw and SmackDown, all of its acting and and things, and NXT was just mainly wrestling, yeah. wasn't it? It wasn't well, definitely too much of the yeah. What well, I was watching, um, uh, sort of. In a in a month, you know, before the last six months was was mainly NXT, and the the, the um, pay, their pay per views were almost always fantastic, mm. like mm-hmm. brilliant. And yeah, I mean, you could just see how much they were enjoying it. And uh, yeah, it, really, it felt like it felt a bit. I know it's a completely different product, but it, it, at times it felt a bit like what it must have felt like um, seeing ECW in the sort of late nineties. That real sort of yeah. underground feel to it. Obviously, had a, it had a bit more polish, but that cult feel to it, I suppose. We were, um, Paul and I were actually in Florida at the first ever taping of NXT, weren't we, at Full mm, Sail yeah, University? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and Triple H came out, didn't he? And uh, Paige was there as the like first women's champion. Paige was selling tickets in the booth she was, before yeah. we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the thing, is like the. the and uh, in fact, <clears throat> Like, let's go really well, old school. Let's go to FC. We were in the Orlando FCW before it was NXT, and Dean Ambrose sold us a ticket. Wow. <laughs> Roman Reigns showed us to our seats, didn't he? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's really weird. Showing us to our seats. There was, um, who else was there? there was quite a few people. They were Damien Sandow. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, they, so that kind of shows the levels that they come up through. It's not just yeah. their wrestlers, they actually contribute to everything. They're just like yeah. security on the door. Um, <laughs> But the thing is, like Dean, Am- yeah. Dean Ambrose then was obviously was just uh, just a dude that was wrestling, and then now I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I got a ticket on Dean Ambrose yeah, exactly. and didn't, didn't get a picture or you, you wouldn't have known who he was. I didn't would you know, know who he was. Yeah, that's really um, surreal. Yeah. Cesaro was there, wasn't he? And yeah. and be- you know, this was all before they were they were yeah. their characters. So they, they do work, work the way up you know, in the ranks and stuff. But then I I think NXT's changed a lot since then as well, and they polished it up a bit, and then they turned it into a little bit of a raw show. But what was great about NXT was you could could, um, go to um, Full Sail, where they film it, pay $25 for a front row seat. Yeah, yeah. And you're watching, like, four tapings. Yeah. Wow. So in, in, in terms of, you know, like if you go to see Raw when it's in like Manchester or wherever, it's like £90 a ticket yeah. now. And it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just done and dusted, isn't it? Yeah. Um, also as well, at that full sale um, 
taping, uh, they heard our English accents and somehow thought we were related to Paige. And we, we, we didn't yeah. correct them. <laughs> so, but, but then when her mum turned up, um, we were a bit like, well, we, 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 know, we know Soraya, so um, probably best that we don't pretend that we're yeah. part of the family. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, they let us in first and let us choose the best seats. That's amazing. <laughs> You're English, well, you, must, you, know, you must be related to her. Of course, we all know each other. Yeah. We, live in the, we live in the castle across the way. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking about Paige, so Paige has um, obviously come a long way since then, um, and she runs her own Twitch now, and that's kind of like her thing. Um, so do, do you kind of follow anything like that at all? Do you follow Twitches? I don't, actually. The only reason I've, I've, I've just started getting into Twitch is because uh, Robbie's done his football manager thing, so I started watching that. That's the first thing I've ever watched on it. So I need, by, by now I'm a bit more intrigued, so I need, I need to have a proper look around and see what other people are doing, yeah. Do you think that's something you would do? Or? I don't know. I, th- I think probably not. Not at the moment. I think if maybe if things got a little bit a little bit more uh, successful, I had a few more people who might be interested in watching whatever I'm doing <laughs> on Twitch. Then maybe um, I wouldn't rule it out. But yeah, I think uh, um, yeah, it would be an interesting thing to do. I th- it, it's, yeah. It, it, um, it, I, I love watching Robbie on it. It's really funny. He's got, he's got so many sort of people following and sort of lovely atmosphere in there, and it's great fun. Yeah. So yeah. I think on the tin it doesn't sound very appealing, does it? But when you when you no. do actually spend a little bit of time looking at what people are doing, it mm. becomes quite addictive. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I think you know, I was, I was I was looking at you know, you look at social media, and so much of it is so horrible and nasty and horrific, <laughs> and you actually yeah. go on there, and it's only people that want to be on there to watch the person yeah. uh, to see what they're doing. So it's, it's quite a nice antidote, really, to sort of the, the nastiness and stuff. And you just thought, oh, this is, this is quite nice. It's a pleasant place to be. Yeah, there's some nice people <laughs> yeah, in here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> And he's, uh, he's streaming his football manager, isn't he, where he started off? That's like, right, yeah, lovely, yeah. Was he a lovely pitch boy or something? <laughs> yeah. Begging <laughs> for a job. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, essentially, so. you know, I've seen all this before because we used to have years ago, three of us, me, him and uh, another friend, we used to have uh, Tuesday nights would be around one of our houses and we would we would play football manager against each other uh, for sort of four or five hours. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's nothing I haven't seen before, but it is quite, it's, it is quite entertaining, <laughs> yeah. And uh, what, what are, you a, are you a game yourself? Um, a little bit, not massively i kind of i kind of get into one game and then i play it to death and um i can you know i love uh red dead redemption 2 um mm. and i've I'm, I'm sort of on my second playthrough of that now and i just i don't wow. just get into that and i just keep playing i just i just really love it and i tried a couple of other games <laughs> and i and I, they're just uh nothing kind of once now i've played that nothing sort of quite matches it and i'll play them for a bit and then i'll go oh this is just killing things i want to go back to hunt, <laughs> hunting wolves again <laughs> and i go back to red dead <laughs> so, uh, it's really weird that yeah. i wish i wish i could do something like that myself I, I yeah now. i i buy everything that comes out new and just don't oh, have really? any time to play. i skim the surface Drives me mad. 
<laughs> and then just I'll, I'll put it down. But I think it's I'm just looking for that that thing that will pull me in, like mm. that Red Dead Redemption Two. That might you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. It, it it was a bit of a slow. Burn. I loved the first one, but it was a bit of a slow burn. The second one for me, yeah. but probably at the, at the same time. There was probably about three other games that came out the same weekend, and <laughs> I probably them bought all. them all. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Are you yeah. Is it Xbox or uh, PlayStation? Uh, you? So we've got a PlayStation, and then I play games on the. Or we've got a Switch as well, and I play a lot of Super Mario Odyssey with my son and uh, Kirby Star Allies is his current favorite, so we play a lot of that. Um, yeah. I just got uh, Pikmin Three. Sorry. I just got Pitman three. Oh, that how's that? Cool. Yeah, oh, good. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Need to get some new ones actually. Yeah, <laughs> quite a few new things. I think. I think the last game that I played that was really good. I'm going to struggle to remember the name of it now. Horizon Zero Dawn is on yeah, PS5. Yeah. That was the oh, one. Yes, that, I've heard that, that. I've heard about that. That was the last one that I kind of really played a lot of and yeah. didn't get bored of. Yeah. Um, but I'm not I'm not like you, Paul, and, and like I just don't get distracted by other games. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but one, one, one that I'll recommend if you've not played it before, my favourite game is Alien Isolation. Okay. Um, I don't, have you come across it or tried it at all? It, yeah, but I haven't played it, no. It's terrifying <laughs> in my eyes anyway yeah. it's it's really really scary like the whole premise is you just have to stealth your way through the entire thing oh wow and it's scary yeah, it's you really, can't really shoot scary. anything and um, and it's not just the aliens there's like these weird little robot things <laughs> and they're scarier than the aliens i think because they can sense you <laughs> that sounds you, good. you need to be fair though you need a camera on the wall to film Somebody like Claire, uh, Claire playing a, a survival Maybe horror game. Maybe yeah. I mean, I know it's an old game. I, but... <laughs> I do remember coming in one night and I, I came downstairs and I was watching you play it from the back room. Um, the Domino's pizza guy like ran the doorbell. Yeah. And and we had one of them connect things at the time, so the alien could actually hear sounds. Oh, yeah, oh my yeah, yeah. And it just ripped your head off. You were hiding in like, a, like yeah, a, an airlock or something. That does sound terrifying. And then the Domino's guy told the alien where I was, and then I died. <laughs> well, you know, don't order yeah. pizza when you're trying to trying to stay away from aliens. Yeah, is the lesson for me. <laughs> Maybe I should revisit Twitch. You know? Yeah, uh, I, did, I, I remember playing. Um, we had Resident Evil Four on the Wii, and I used to play that. Oh yeah, oh, I used to play that quite favorite. late at night, and that used to te- the parts of that used to terrify me. That's the Leon one. Yeah, yeah, the Leon one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that the yeah. one where the, the villagers sort of like leg it at you? Yes. yes. Is that that one? Oh, my yeah, God, yeah. yeah. They're scary. They are so scary. Yeah, there's some proper scary <laughs> bits. But that was sort of a similar thing, I think, to what you were saying. You know, quite a lot of the time you'd just be creeping along quietly and they'd just, it would just be the atmosphere <laughs> that was scary more than anything. And suddenly something would jump out of you. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I used to play. See, that's another example. I, I must have played that through about seven or eight times. I just got into that and it was just just kept going on it for ages till I'd you know done all the level all the levels and discovered absolutely everything there is to discover and then <laughs> then I will move on to a new game so I was kind of similar that I I played it through once completed it and then I was like oh, I'm gonna play it again and then I started playing it again and then but just dropped it and then I'd have to start again and again and again yeah. <laughs> so I think I've only done the whole run through once but I've 
started to play it several times because it's it's kind of that addictive. Yeah, it's a and good, it's one it's of them things that you just go back to. Yeah. And um, and you know, you mentioned football manager right. as well. And um, so I know you are you a big QPR fan? That's right. Yeah, yeah. fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not I'm not too big in, in into football. Hmm. Um but tell us like is that like since you were a kid or Well, I actually grew up um from I'm from uh Kent and I grew up as a Maidstone United fan, but when I was sixteen and they were just they were in the football league in the old fourth division, they uh they went bankrupt. And QPR were kind of my second team. Like kind of a because <laughs> Yeah, they were my like my backup team because you know, all my life Maidstone were a non league side until the last sort of couple of years. So they were sort of my league team and I'd go and see them once or twice a year, dad would take me up or whatever. Uh, but I had a bicycle watch Maystone play. And then once Maystone collapsed, I just I just I was I was at the right age where mum and dad would let me go up to London by myself. So I started to go to watch them. So um yeah, I've I i do not really I don't have any con- massive connection to them. I I just I, I was about eight or nine. I wanted to support a London team. I didn't want to support Man United or Liverpool like everyone else I knew and I quite liked their name or something. I don't, I can't honestly can't remember <laughs> why I picked them. Um, and yeah, I wish I'd pick better, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're obviously, we're, we're uh, up north near Manchester. Yeah. Uh, my, my entire family are Man City fans. And I think just to annoy them, when I was like about 14, 15, I was like, I'm going to support United. <laughs> and just to annoy them. And it was like at the time of Ryan Giggs and Lee Sharp. And so yeah. they were they were kind of on my wall at the time. But I think less football, more kind of pin-ups, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but kind of that's that's my extent of football, really. My extent of football was my dad was a, a well, he still is a big City fan. Yeah. And he took me to a game in, in order to try and get me into football when I was a kid. And I spent more time just wandering around the building, <laughs> you know, like while the game was on. <laughs> I think he found me in the toilet, like throwing grapes around and stuff like that. Like, I, I just don't, I just remember it being a really boring experience. Um, well, my, and I don't know why. My dad dragged me from when I was about two years old to Maidstone. And um, I basically would get bribed with sweets. So I'd get. Uh, ah. 30p or something that that would in those days would buy you you know two or three bars of chocolate and um and i would do i'd do something similar to you paul i'd, I'd sort of um the, the, the ground you could just walk all, all around it so i just not when mm, I was two yeah. but when i was slightly older i would just sort of go off and wander around the ground and stand behind one goal and then go and stand behind the other goal and that was yeah and then and then at some point around the age sort of seven and eight the thrill of going and getting basically what was extra pocket money to what my brother and sister were getting uh, gave way to the idea that actually I started enjoying what I was what was in front of me as well. <laughs> and now, you know, been completely addicted since. I'm hoping, like, because can't, we can't see the future at the moment with everything that's going on with COVID, mm. but I'm hoping that you know football stadiums can fill up as normal again. Um, and I'm hoping, you know arenas can fill up again because I think that's uh, going to be my thing with we've got a two-year-old girl mm. um, and and we love wrestling yeah. so I, I want I want to to feel the atmosphere of a wrestling show if, even yeah, if I have yeah. to bribe her with sweets <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 
I want to be able to take her uh, to a, a real live wrestling show that's not strict on social distancing do you know yeah. like just that whole atmosphere yeah it makes me sad to think that that might not happen again i don't know but uh and be awful i mean hopefully it will happen you sort of i mean you know they're letting they're letting sort of small crowds in aren't they now so yeah hopefully they're, they're building it up a little yeah. bit yeah i mean like you say you know all all those things sport you know sports and i suppose you know theater and comedy I don't think yeah. you sort of realise how important the audience and crowds are exactly. until they've gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I know that you, you know, you, you're a YouTuber with us oh. at the minute, but you've got other areas of expertise. So you mentioned earlier you've got a book uh, which ties into the football thing. Yeah, Do you want to tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my friend uh, John Smith and um, me and him did a actually did a podcast with. Uh, Robbie and our friend Martin Gritton, who's a footballer as well, uh, which kind of sprang off from the books. Uh, so the one we just got out is, a, is the second one in the series, actually. So first one we did was called Book to the Gospel According to Our Football Heroes. And John basically came, came to me with this idea and he said, um, do you think there's anything in footballer autobiographies? Because there's so many of them. Is there anything we can do? And the thing that gave him the idea was he read this uh, uh, autobiography by a player sort of played in the 80s and 90s called Kevin Drinkle, played for Norwich and Rangers, and I think, I think he might play for Man City as well, actually. Uh, Coventry played for. Um, and his book was fairly dull. But there was one page in this book where he talked about a Christmas party. And he said uh, he's playing for Norwich, and he says, um, so we're going to a Christmas party, I played it safe, and I went as a a snooker player, and he listed a couple of others, what they went as. And then he said uh, Dale Gordon, who was kind of this, this uh, tricky winger who played for West Ham and Rangers, came as a tampon. And he was wearing, <laughs> he was wearing, he was wearing, he said, and he said, I really admired how much effort he put into the, his costume. And he was wearing like a kind of all white, he'd, he'd stuck like tampons to him. And it was like, I mean, I don't, you know, it sounded, you know, and there was red splotches and stuff on it, I think was the, and, and he said, and John said, look, you know, unless you're, unless you're a fan of one of the clubs he played for, the only thing you want to take from this book is this story. What if we read loads and loads of books and we just gathered all those great stories together and turned them into a book? And that's what we did. We read 150 football autobiographies. And then we had this massive, massive spreadsheet of like 600 uh, sort of table, word table, word document. It went to 600 pages um, where we sort of copied down all, all the best stories and all the funniest, weirdest things people had said. And then we broke that up into chapters and, and wrote a book and, and we had it published. Um, and it went pretty well. So we did a second one, which came out uh, in September this year uh, called Second Yellow, The Further Adventures of our football heroes because we just had so much stuff. You know, we've read, we've read, um, uh, th we've read about, uh, 250, 260 books now. Wow. So, um, there's just so much material and it's just, there's just su such incredible stories. And our theory was that, you know, if you don't support, um, you know, uh, you know, Stan Bowles was QPR's greatest ever player. Um, but if you didn't support QPR or Brentford or maybe Man City we played for, 
you probably wouldn't read his book because he's a cult player and he's our he's our cult player. Um, but there's incredible stories in there which which you know people deserve to hear about. So um, so that's what we did. We sort of put them in there and, and then obviously putting our own comments around uh, all these stories. Um, and they've gone they've gone down well. And, and we did a podcast with Robbie and Grits and Grits would talk about his experience as being a pro footballer in sort of the bottom two leagues of the football league and he's just got amazing tales as well so that was our podcast yeah called uh, football legends on spotify and have really any of the do. football have any of the football legends kind of reacted to it or reached out at all well we were always me and john were always a little bit worried about that <laughs> partly because I, was, we, I was having a thought then <laughs> yeah partly because it's just like well you know are we does it feel like we're stealing but you know, there's laws about what you can and can't do in terms of what you can quote in books. And sort of the broad law is in a book, you could have no more than 400 di- uh, words that are direct quotes from any one book. So that's why we read so many. So we haven't, you know, completely said, look at all these amazing stories from this one book. No point <laughs> yeah. in reading that. It's more like here's, <laughs> here's some fantastic stories that there's more to be found if you want to dig that that person's book out. So. Um, mm-hmm. In the second series that we did on Spotify, we actually we actually got footballers to come in and talk, and they they were all really great about it. I mean, we uh, I think the best we had was Stuart Pearce, and he he just got got it straight away. And we'd sort of say, oh, Stuart, you told you you say this story in your book that you can recognise your teammates just by looking at their feet. Is that true? And <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. And then go on to tell us about the player called John Moncur. He said that he could always recognise his feet because his feet were really weird, and his toes didn't, <laughs> his toes didn't touch the floor; like they stuck up at the end. Um, so, he just had, so he just knew all the other teammates' feet intimately for some reason. That's his little party trick that he could do. Um, Did you test him on it? <laughs> yeah, we should have done. We should have sent him some pictures of footballers' feet. Yeah, yeah. no, we definitely just throw, you, done throw that. your own in there. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and do no, you so have? They... Um... <laughs> uh, sorry, do, I was just going to say, do you have a favourite story from your books? Uh, oh God, there's, there's so many. Let me. So, well, there's we we would get delighted about really little things. Like there was a player called Leroy Rossinho who played for. West Ham and QPR and Fulham. And it's just this little throwaway line in his book about um, that his sister invented uh, a new machine to make Maltesers. So so uh, I don't know what they used to have, but then she invented a better <laughs> one. She, she's responsible for the Malteser machine. <laughs> and we thought, that's so brilliant. You were a professional footballer that played at the top level and in your family you haven't done the best thing in your family because clearly <laughs> your sister's winning that by miles. Um, I mean, some, some of the stories are, are just incredible of, of um, sort of, basically, I can't put it any other way, sort of sex stories that, that people will tell. You know, just the most graphic, it's like reading pornography. You just think, why, why did you think you wanted to put this in your book? It's kind of, you know, quite quite big detail about threesomes that they've had and things like that. It's like there's some, you know, we had we had a chapter in the first book in books that was was called uh, Top Shelf, which was literally kind of the the grimmest stories that we found um, in the various books. Someone there was a player who played for uh, he did play for West Ham, but he played mainly sort of 
uh, slightly lower level playing for Southend and things. And most of his book is about um, his various conquests. And and just but just the worst line in it was that he said he used to drink. He, he said he used to drink a fair bit, and so he'd have hangovers. And the next day, he'd look in the mirror and then give his moustache a lick to see if anything had happened the night oh, before. Man. It's like once you've read that sentence, it's like just, you can't unread just it. Just what what popped into my head there when you said, "Do you remember that um, Walker's crisp advert with Ray Winston?" Where he, where he puts his fingers in the prawn cocktail oh, and yeah. he just sniffs his fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that's all I could think yeah, of. Yeah, no, Sorry. exactly. That's, that's where my mind went. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought we go, I thought we were going Gary Lineker there for a second. No, <laughs> no, no. no, no. There was a, but then you get beautiful ones like um, David David Seaman, who's obviously was England's goalie in the, in the 90s. Mm. He, you know, some lovely stories about that he uh, once, when he was a kid, managed to break his own leg. He was on a swing. He didn't break his leg by coming off the swing. He was swinging too hard, and he somehow headbutted his own shin and broke his own leg. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he was into like really early um, uh, internet dating before the internet on like ham radio, CB radio. And he used to go on that, and his his calling sign was the Green Giant. <laughs> he used to go and he tells a story about and and, and we sort of we we sort of. We're not nasty to him, but we say this is a bit out of order in the book where he, he goes out to meet someone and then he says when, when he, he could see her when he got there and he said she wasn't quite the shape that she promised she was, so he kept on, dri- <laughs> kept on driving and just left her there. Poor girl. Oh. It's a bit out of order. Um, yeah. CB dating, that's, CB. that's yeah. insane. Like, yeah. People listening to this podcast won't even know what a CB is. No, I know. <laughs> How many candles are you burning? How many candles are you burning? Yeah. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, there's, there's, doing those those books is so much fun. There's definitely a good idea though with that, and I know it's been done to death. But like, even technology, maybe you had as a, a as as a kid, Dan, like mm. just introducing your son to them, maybe as a yeah, you know, to see where that leads yeah exactly. they've been done to death aren't they you know how does it how does a walkman work how yeah. does but they're still interesting yeah because I, I i think it'd be i think a lot of kids would kind of be able to work it out quite quickly yeah maybe yeah, yeah they're quite, I, I they're quite I stuff like that aren't they you sort of leave them alone with it because it's sort of touch to... feel mess around you're not going to break it are you do you know no. what i mean like that that sort of yeah yeah, YouTube think, content ideas. Yeah, thanks for that. I do need. I do need. You know, I desperately need content ideas. It's in, it's in my head anyway. For, yeah. for, for, for content for us. Yeah, exactly. Every week, exactly. it's like racking your brain. It's weird. Sometimes you sort. I sort of have about four lined up. Uh, like my next four, like, oh, four good ideas, and then but I know that's the worst sign because I relax then, and then you know yeah, I'll get I'll yeah. get three. I'll, I'll get towards the end of that and I go. I haven't thought of anything for ages now. It's yeah, mm-hmm. it's quite tough. See, I'm, I know Claire's going to talk about YouTube or the, what we're doing in in terms of YouTube in in tearing off. Um, but I think I have ideas for videos, but then I just I don't crunk the time to put into them, mm-hmm. and I think that's my problem. Like I, because making a video, as anyone knows it, well, or not as everyone will know, but it takes a long time to kind of yeah get from start to finish, doesn't it? And I'm just. I've had about five videos that are, that are sat in my 
little book of ideas. Yeah. I've just not had time to shoot any of them. Yeah, it is. It's- and that annoys me because I think with the podcast, we look at, we have about, four episodes in the bag ahead of time yeah mm. even though today is christmas day happy christmas, happy christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and, and and i think like i have a weird anxiety if, if we've only got two or three left i'm like we need more guests we need more guests. yeah <laughs> i'm not like that with video at the moment and i need i think i yeah. need to be yeah i think i've just started now just i'm filming everything like mm. I went out, I went to McDonald's today and I filmed it just because it could be something that I'll think of later, you know, <laughs> exactly. uh, and come up with an idea. <laughs> yeah, you become like, um, <laughs> did you ever, ever see that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's trying to find a, a boyfriend for his for Patty or Selma? I can't remember which. For oh, Selma, yeah, yeah. And he becomes that sort of cyborg where he sort of sizes up every single <laughs> every single adult male that he sees it's a bit like yeah. that like you're constantly going oh god I'm going to, you know, oh yeah like you say i'm going to mcdonald's right I'll, I'll, i might be able to get five minutes out of that. yeah I'll, I'll think of something later yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i remember as well like i always used to be out with the camera so ever since i was about 17 18 i used to go to clubs like the hacienda with like a Pentax camera with a bounce flash on it. So I look like a buddy, <laughs> I look like a, a journalist, like an undercover journalist. But have um, you still got all that footage? No, 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 well, it was only, they were only still images. So I've, oh, okay, I've got sorry. the images and everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, like, and then I think as, as technology developed and different jobs went on, and then they became a bit more compact in your phones. I used to get in trouble with HR for taking photographs of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just realized. So it, it kind of like weaned me away from it, almost like pushed a, a passion aside. <laughs> like, yeah. just, why are you filming this? Why, why are you taking a, a picture of this? Yeah. Just, I, you know. I just film everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just have to do it, don't you? And like, it's, it's funny when I first started doing it, I sort of, you know, well, I still am really, but like, you sort of walk around. You're sort of going, oh, I hope no one walks past while I do this this chat bit. <laughs> and then they do, and you're like, oh, God, and now I have to start again. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone just stop and stare and sit in the background while you're recording? <laughs> no, no one's ever done that, but sort of people do sort of walk behind and wave and that kind of thing. And I just think that's really weird. Like, I sort of think that's, you know, something you might do if you see like someone on the news, and I'm going, I was sort of saying, well, a few hundred people, if I'm lucky, are going to watch this. It's like, not like you're going to see yourself on the telly, is it? I've just so, come yeah. to this part to mind my own business. Yeah. And as soon as I set my camera up, yeah. <laughs> in comes Dave with his dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I was um, earlier on today, I, uh, I went for a facial. Um, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll do a vlog on it. Go on, go on. I was just going to do me who uh Sorry, I thought you were going to help me, right? So I went went for a chemical peel, (laughs) and I thought, I thought I'm going to vlog this, you know, yeah, you know, get my camera out, and I'll vlog before and after, and you know, explain to people because you know, one of the things that you do if you're thinking about this sort of thing, again, you look it up, don't you? And you you want to know what kind of is going on and how it happens. So I thought, right, I'll make a video. So I came out of the uh, uh, the salon, and I'm, I'm. 
just sat in my car and I thought I'll do a little video of how I feel. I've just come out of the salon and my skin's feeling quite raw. And, da, da, da. and I'm not joking, it became the busiest street ever. And like loads of people were just walking and I'm just stood there talking to myself <laughs> it's like oh my god it, it's got to become a point where it gets normal though hasn't it like it has to become not like in in your own mind yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the guys we watch where they're doing theme park vlogs you know they're they're walking around the park and people are just are, are watching and listening to them so yeah. you, you, there's got to become that point where you can just block it out yeah, and I not think, even uh, think about it yeah, yeah you've got yeah, i think that's that's the key you just have to just forget that anyone else is there and also i i, I people don't really care they saw oh someone's doing something on a camera in your head they're thinking what's that idiot doing (laughs) (laughs) oh look they're they're talking but they're not they're not thinking that well they might be (laughs) hopefully they're not yeah i'm a bit better a bit better with uh now than i used to be when i first started yeah yeah, um, and something that I wanted to talk to you about as well, you mentioned it earlier on, you're working uh, with Netflix. Yeah. Did you say it was a dating show or is that is it something that you're producing or? So I'm um, edit producing that. So I've, So I work with the editor mm-hmm. and I'm right. So I essentially I pretty much write the script for the voiceover for the, for the, uh, for the show. So... Yeah. Um, I watch all the all the rushes of everything that's been filmed, and then we've got the format, and then I have to write the script. And obviously, it also goes goes to a, a sort of a actual comedy writer as well. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so the so the bones of that that's that's what I've been doing at the moment. Yeah. So, are you do you freelance for different companies then? And- yeah. So this one's uh, for a company called Lion, but. I work, yeah, work for. It's not that many. Sort of tend to bounce between two, two, three, or four companies. So I've probably only worked for three different companies in the last two or three years. But yeah, that's it's what tends to happen. You just you just kind of bounce between those, and occasionally you might go start somewhere new for a bit, and, and then you end up working there for a while. But um, yeah, it tends to be how it works. And did I see on uh, your recent vlog, have you submitted a script to Netflix as well? Or was that the same thing? No, no, that was, that was the, uh, that was the dating show. Yeah. That, so what we were doing was that they were filming that around in the autumn. And then we, oh, okay. um, and then I started with an editor in mid October. And I think we worked on it the first episode for about four weeks and got got it to a stage where it was sort of good enough to show to Netflix. So you sort of have these different tiers where we have to show it to our uh, our uh, series producer and our executive producer. And then once they're happy with it, it will go to the channel. So we were quite nervous about it. it's the first you know it's the first time I've worked with Netflix, um, and it went to the commissioner there. And yes, yeah, so he was he was quite happy with it. So at the time of writing, that episode still isn't quite finished. Uh, time of talking, not time. Um, that, but that was the positivity well, so. one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yes, yeah, that's right. So, but it's still going quite well, so it's all good. But it's it's a long it's a long process. Yeah. And in terms of YouTube, then, so you've listened to our uh, interview with Robbie, yes, uh, and we've had a, a couple of other YouTubers on as well over the last couple of weeks, and we've asked them all this question, and I hope you're prepared for it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who is in your god tier of YouTubers? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough mm. one actually because probably 
I didn't really start watching any YouTubers until sort of the last 18 months or so. Um, so I'm still out there discovering, but I, I came across a guy recently called uh, The Critical Drinker, who I think he's, I think he's Scottish, and you never see him. Um, he's, he does voiceover stuff, and he, and he basically is doing critiques of films and telling stories about the history of particular films or you know the disasters behind certain films. Sometimes he's very complimentary of films. Other times he's not, or he takes a theme and he does. Um, uh, he, he did a recent one about. Uh, um, oh, what's John Boyega's character in the Star Wars film called? I've forgotten. Uh, Finn. Oh, Finn. Finn. Yeah. yeah, he did. How 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 Finn should you know how to save Finn and and give him a proper storyline in the last film. He does stuff, and his stuff I just think is is incredible. He, he's I, I'm assuming he's he's written it and then he's he's reading it, but yeah. the way he delivers it is fantastic. It's so well written. It's so well performed. It's really funny, um, and you get the sense that he's slightly drunk when he's doing it. I don't know if it actually is, <laughs> but you get that sense. But it's so beautifully put together. Um, I've really got into him lately, so I, I, I think that he's he's got to be in my in my god tier. Um, and I would say, um, I should say, uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily my god tier, but my brother does quite a successful ch- uh, film one as well called uh, Dark Corners, which is sort of, uh, he does with a friend of his, and they go and look at uh, old B-movies and talk about the history behind B-movies. And, and uh, sometimes they do, uh, it's sort of, you know, not a million miles away from what Critical Drinker does, actually. But um, sometimes they talk about, you know, absolutely terrible movies <laughs> that God made in the 50s, you know, with ludicrous titles, but also some, some really fantastic films that got made as well that perhaps have been forgotten. Um, that's a great channel. Really love that. I'm obviously a massive fan of, uh, of, of Robbie's stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I really like Jack don't, You don't have to give him props because he didn't, he didn't give you, you know, he didn't yeah, give you props. I, I, did did, I did notice <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that. That was <laughs> um, yeah uh and and obviously like you guys i love jack as well but i, I find jack's videos just quite almost intimidating it's not it's not good to be a youtuber and watch these there's something they're just so perfectly put together and he's so charismatic mm-hmm. it's uh mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's quite terrifying watching that stuff i think in a way <laughs> we're laughing at him this week with the magician guy I haven't watched that one yet. Is it good? Yeah, oh, yes. it's been. I think it's been taken down, hasn't it? <laughs> oh no! Um, oh it, yeah. I think you can find it still on Facebook from what I saw before. But I'm, I'm, I don't know. He, he, he posted that it had been claimed. It had been claimed by oh, the, the. I think the I guy. saw on Twitter that yeah. he was he was he was saying that it shouldn't have been. Told him a wet wipe. A wet wipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I, I did tweet that, him yeah. back and just say, you know, like if you. Put it on a cloud service. Let us all download it. We'll all upload it to YouTube, and then it's it's out there. Yeah, they can do exactly. I'll take a copyright strike for that. (laughs) So um, we've uh, just launched our own YouTube channel, Um, and when we spoke to Robbie and some of the other YouTubers, the idea at the time was we were going to set one up each, weren't we? And we were going to compete. 
Um, but oh, we've, okay. we've, like, we've decided now we're going to have a joint one. Um, but I still think we need some competition because Robbie said whoever wins could go for a walk with him. Uh, the boy John said we could go willy wangling. <laughs> uh, what's on the table, Dan? Well, no, my, my question actually, <laughs> there is what's on the table. But my question is, uh, can you, what do you think we should versus, like, what should we do? Because you, you've got your, your versus Robbie. Yeah. What should we do um, to work out the winner of the YouTube content, content? ideas? Yeah. So you want yeah. a, a, um, a, a kind of activity for you two to compete against yeah, each other in. That, that then will enable us to what wobby 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 <laughs> welly wangle this is a, a minefield here right now welly yeah. wangle and john and then whatever you you uh feel could offer as well <laughs> yeah well uh i i tell you what I, what we've been playing today with my son is a very miniature game i think it's a scandinavian game and i was thinking that I could uh, maybe do this with Robbie next summer when things are allowed again. Um, <laughs> and it's I'd seen people playing it in parks. I don't know if you guys have. It's just a load of, like, it's a load of sticks in the ground, sort of stakes, small <laughs> stakes. And then there's people kind of throwing similar-sized stakes of wood at them. And I thought for about all last summer, I was going, what are they playing? But then we've got this <laughs> miniature game that, that uh, Leo's got. And uh, it's quite, and it's, it's really good, actually. You have to kind of, you each each have little stakes in the ground made of wood, and you have to try and knock those down by throwing wood at them, and they they sort of count as soldiers. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, that. there's a bit of strategy to it and a bit of skill to it as well. And I think it it's a it's I think the game's taking off in this country. I think it's going to be big. So I think it's called Cubs with a K. So okay. uh, maybe you two should engage in a game of, of game cubs. of cubs. A game of cubs. Yeah. <laughs> That and, we won. Uh, yeah, and obviously uh, the winner more than welcome to uh, come and have a five-three-one interview. That would be yeah. fantastic. Five-three-one. You need to get that. Um, what was he called? Ted. Ted Rogers. Yeah, you need Ted to get Rogers, the Ted Rogers exactly. thing. <laughs> I know. I was trying to do it before myself, exactly. and I'm doing it now, looking at a microphone, <laughs> not able to do it. But yeah. so, uh, so tell, uh, tell them. Um, <laughs> what just tell us our listeners what the five three one is <laughs> so five three one is uh sort of an interview segment that I started and it's five questions three compliments and one stroll oh, with a with nice. a person so yeah so uh did robbie first and then i did uh martin gritton who's our, our friend i mentioned earlier who's, who used to play football and then the third one that's just um just went up the other week is um with my son leo She's a cool one. So, yeah, so I'm hoping to do more of them. My friend Jennifer had a film at the London Film Festival this year. She directed a film. It was really good, really sort of horror film called uh, Rose, A Love Story. And um, so I'm hoping to interview her soon. That would be great. But, yes, definitely the winner of your competition. I'd love to do a 531. Well, with both of you, but if it has to be with one of you, if it's a winner, if it's a winner takes all, then you know, may the best person win. We could, we could do a couple of because I, I was thinking of this weird. Um, I've talked to you about the son at the old um, the training thing. Mm. To, oh yeah. Like, so Robbie has his walk. So you've got your five. Um, five three one. Five three one. <laughs> John's got his welly wangling. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing like some hardcore PT <laughs> session 
with people. Just See, as... they've got nice things though. And this isn't. Nice. No, 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 no. But it, it could. It, no, no. It will make it nice because it's like everyone. So I would do the session, right, as well as everybody else. But we would talk before it and after it and see how everyone feels. And I think it's just a, it's it's promoting that, yeah, you know, healthy physical living. and mental. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen Robbie has actually done one, hasn't he? He went and he did a he did a PT session with some. He did, yeah, he did someone. a while ago, didn't he? Yeah, that and, looked yeah. horrific. And he did he did fairly well from what I can remember <laughs> yeah. as well. I was I, I started watching the video. Going, I remember my first time in the gym doing this. He's got no chance, yeah. and he was smashing it. I yeah, thought he did, he did really, really well. well. I can get close to that. I mean, just no maybe way. we could throw him throw in some DDP as well yeah. at the end, like yeah. to like cool off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That makes it a little bit nicer. Give it a bang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some lovely photos. Leo sometimes comes in with me and does it. My wife took some nice photos of him doing some. DDP yoga the other day it was very sweet. See, that's good though, isn't it? Because it's, yeah. it's uh, and that's kind of what we're we're looking at doing with, with Jessica, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know, make her, her involved, completely aware of it, make her involved. Um, yeah, hope she hopefully she does when we take John to wrestling training. Oh yeah, yeah we're going to do that as well. <laughs> oh yeah, is that what you're going to do? Well, we, we, we're hopefully going to do that. Aren't yeah. We? yeah. Let's get rid of all these COVID things and, uh, <laughs> yeah. we can, we can, and where people can it, touch each other. To be other fair, again. there is a video we could do out of that, couldn't we? We could just do something like a uh, um, taking taking a, a slap to the chest. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we did on idea. our podcast, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Seen a lot of bruising from them. <laughs> does, he, does he know what he's what he's in for with a wrestling? No, well, he's a he's a bit of a fan himself. So, oh, okay, That's he was fine. yeah, he was interested in it, and, and we kind of pitched it to him because we know from from working in the industry, we know um, a few wrestling schools that we could potentially do a, a little bit of a video with. Um, so, if he was looking for some content, we said, well, you know, we can have a chat with a few people and document it for him. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Oh well, hopefully they'd go easy on him then. I think it's one of them interesting <laughs> things, isn't it? And I'm like, just test. Could I could I do something? There was um, there was a, a, a chap that ran a, a well, he ran a wrestling school uh, close to us, and he did like um, like stag do's, so you could you could go and try your hand at wrestling if you thought it was easy. Oh, um, but they they'd put you through your paces. <laughs> I they would. <laughs> oh God. I think it usually started with something like 500 squats, and if people didn't throw up after that, it was just, you know, it got harder from there. Oh, wow. That sounds like a lovely evening out, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Before you're on the drink. So if we, um, I suppose, like, if we looked at, um, just because we're talking about wrestling, hmm. if you had to pick your top five wrestlers from your era, because okay. we know you like tier lists. Um, yeah. We all do. We all do. Yeah. Who would they be? Right. Top five. I thought you might ask, so I did. So I did have a bit of a thing. <laughs> uh, I, um, Eddie Guerrero would be number one. Awesome sure. choice. Um, oh, I saw a thing actually just the other day. It was the anniversary of his death. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, went, I went to an event soon after that with my brother. And before it started, it, the whole audience was chanting Eddie, and it was uh, it oh. was spine tingling. It really was. Um, yeah. Uh, so Eddie for sure. 
uh, Ric Flair, uh, um, Bret Hart. Yeah. Um, am, I, am I still allowed to say <laughs> Chris Benoit? Um, yeah, because uh, wrestling wise, we're, we're, yeah. we're not censored yeah. by yeah. by Vince. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did. I really loved. I really loved him. Um, and oh god, so who would I say? My uh, uh, probably um, Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, yeah. would be. I'm, I've I've definitely will have missed off. You know, I loved uh, Mr. I love Mr. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. loads. There's loads. Too many to say, but yeah, it would change. Yeah. It would change. But <laughs> definitely, I would have. I would have. Eddie would be top. And so I remember we did um, we had we had beers with Brett, didn't we, in Birmingham? Yeah, so we was a Guinness. Yeah, Yeah, when we did um, in Ring Pop, we interviewed Brett, and he is so lovely. Like he is honestly, you know, when you're intimidated by someone, Mm. and then the minute you meet them, they're actually he was just so nice and easy to talk to. He wasn't. He was. He didn't act famous. He didn't come across as. All, you know. all I remember about that was, and this was outside of the interview. Was we were because he was sat in the bar with us, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was just sat to kind of the left of us. Mm. And but I just remember having a conversation with him for about forty-five minutes. We were just talking about Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. We were just talking about Pearl Jam and, and like what happened, but the last time they were, did that like, homecoming gig and they brought him out and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But then we were talking about their albums and yeah, um, I, I've got a well, not, it's not a famous story, but I have a I have a history of missing Pearl Jam gigs yeah. due to illness. <laughs> I just sound like this real weird sicko. <laughs> Do you, remember, do you remember Swine Flu, swine. that pandemic? Oh, yeah, yeah. we had that, didn't we? Yeah. On the, we on the night we had to we see that. Pearl yeah. Jam. Oh, God. <laughs> I got to see a few songs. Oh, <laughs> I had to leave. Um, but that was what I remember about Brett, and he was yeah. just he was that chilled. And he also told us in the interview, I know nothing about British wrestling, yeah. because I think that's what he was kind of um, – I think that what you that's what he was told ahead yeah. of our interview. Okay. And then he just went on about British wrestling, like you know, the say, proper did, old school he did, scene. Yeah. He did come over yeah. to wrestle for about a year, did he? Over here? He, yeah, well yeah. I I'm Very from well. um I'm from a, a place called Lee, which is where the British Bulldog's from. And um as soon as I brought that up, that was it. He was bringing up all the old school stories wow. about, you know, um giant haystacks and all you know, Amazing. and he lived in Lee for a little bit and so yeah, he was like a really. Oh yes, he like, did. Honestly, went and wrestled for Stampede for a bit, didn't he? Yeah, did he? yeah. So, yeah. I think he. I did, think yeah. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Daniel Bryan was. Um, He's another funny one. <laughs> he was great. <laughs> one, one of our friends was. Um, he was dying to meet Daniel Bryan, He's a and we were. Yeah, it's proper super fan. <laughs> and we were in a bar, and he asked him for his autograph. And, no, and no, no, no. Was it, was it, it like was, that? No, it was me. So, right. So we had a friend <laughs> who was like a Daniel Bryan super fan. And yeah. uh, Daniel Bryan was literally sat across from us in a bar. And I was saying, just go and speak to him. And he was like, no, I can't, I can't. So I just went over, and I was like, sorry, my friend's like a huge fan, and he just wants a picture. That's all he wants. Will you just go over and say hi? And he and Daniel Bryan was like, sorry, I'm just having a drink. Sorry, no. <laughs> so I went over to my friend. <laughs> really? Yeah. But I went and over, he had his Yes t-shirt on. Yeah, I went, yeah. I went over oh, to my friend, wow. and I was like, I said, understandably, he's, he's having a drink with his mates and he doesn't really want to do pictures. So my friend took his T-shirt off, his Daniel Bryan T-shirt, and had like a massive... Str- Threw it on the floor. <laughs> no way! <laughs> and then, and then- <laughs> Daniel Bryan got up, came over, grabbed his T-shirt 
and started a bit of a yes chant going on <laughs> in the bar. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> So, and then I had these pictures taken yeah, with everybody, and, didn't And then he was, like, really nice. And he was like, and I was like, can I touch your beard? And he's like, yes, touch my beard. <laughs> <laughs> and it just turned And then that turned into, like, the most bizarre night where Cody Rhodes was there and a few other people. Wow. We, William we ended Regal. up sitting with them and drinking with them all Yeah, got it. Incredible. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's... I think Daniel Bryan must have just seen our friend take his shirt off and was like, oh, I feel a bit bad now. That's <laughs> but let's, go, let's just go drinking with them instead. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'd always be so wary of, of kind of approaching them because, you know, when you, when you read their books, it's quite a big theme, isn't it, of them going, oh, you know, I just... I don't mind people bothering me if I'm in a restaurant, but just wait till I've finished eating my food. That was always, like, the big thing, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. I think I'd be so terrified to go up to any of them, I think. But I suppose Daniel Bryan probably one of the few that I thought would probably be okay yeah. if he did. No, I think I think he was. I think it was just that I caught him at the wrong moment. Yeah. And then he was and then he felt guilty about yeah, it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then came over and then, then just gave us the best night ever. Oh that's um, amazing. But um my favourite is uh Chris Jericho. Yeah. So I've I've met and interviewed him several times and yeah, I, he's I another one. Yeah. Um he's he's like um he's like Brett, so he's just you kind of think, Oh, I'm gonna be really intimidated, he's gonna be horrible or you know, he's gonna be a nightmare or a mm. diva and actually he's exactly the same. He's just a really lovely person. Yeah, he always <laughs> comes across so well, doesn't he? He always seems really Yeah. Nice. Yeah. He is absolutely insane. Have you seen any AEW stuff recently? I haven't. I haven't seen a lot of it actually. I got, I mean that's that was one of the other things you that this year I was thinking, God, there's so there's clearly so much stuff going on. It almost feels like yeah. it's in a better place than it's been in, in a long time. Yeah, and then, yeah. but but it's like like you said, Paul. Trying to keep up with it was was almost doing my head in. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. But I've been hearing how how amazing it is, and you know what a great job they're doing well, with that promotion. That's the thing. It's like I, I'm I'm following it all, but I'm mm. not actually watching it. So I'm I'm literally following it through Twitter, and you know, yeah. like so I'm, I'm catching clips here and there and everywhere, and I'm seeing everything going on. But I'm working from home, mm. um, and I and I thought at first, I thought, great, I'm working from home, and like I can probably catch up on a lot of stuff because I'm saving time, you know, with commuting and and maybe have it on in the background and it's just I'm not exactly. <laughs> um, but like yeah so I am actually following AEW but I've not managed to to sit down and watch it really I don't think I watch it I know you do um but yeah but it's it seems to me like a, a really fun product and it yeah. seems to be that they've got some great stars on there and some great um matches that are going on yeah it's well put it's well put together yeah. and and you can tell that, that cody just i mean he completely beasts it doesn't he yeah. you know like he's, I wonder, wonder where he's got he's a vision got from yeah oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely he just got his name back as well didn't he wwe he did, yeah. were holding on to roads for a long, oh, time. Were they? A long time yeah yeah, yeah. Well, what was he being uh, called there then just so cody he was just cody and, oh, and now he's that. back to being cody Rhodes. yeah oh wow so. They've let it go eventually. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you know, it's not so bad. <laughs> but I could, I could talk wrestling all night. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I mean, Dusty, Dusty would be another one on that list as well. Of course, love Dusty. Yeah. Love to do a wrestling special and get everyone in that yeah. uh, likes to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tear matches. Yeah. 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 So, 
so, Dan, thank you so much for joining us. It's thank been uh, a fantastic journey from start to finish to find out about everything that you've done so far. Um, Scratching the surface, though. You know, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so for our listeners out there, what can they expect from you going forward? Mm, um, more of the same? Or? <clears throat> yeah, well, I just... Um, I just want to keep doing the keep doing YouTube videos and and hopefully build a larger audience and see kind of see where it goes from there. Really, I really you know doing the the podcast that I did with Robbie, the Football Legends, was really good fun. We did two series. We're hoping we might do another one, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but I really enjoy doing podcasts. Be really nice to do another one of those if we get another idea. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's. That's kind of it at the moment, really. You know, I th- probably at some point I'll have to give up my channel and just do Leo's because he's he's begging me to start. He's Aww. a massive he's a massive uh, he's a massive fan of Ethan Gamer, and um, okay, he uh, he really wants to do his own gaming channel, which I'm sort of resisting at the moment. But I don't know how much how much longer I'm going to be able to do that for. So, just look at the views that, that, that you know, know them guys get. There's it's a incredible. lot. <laughs> it's encouraging, yeah. And yeah. you know, and he, the funny thing is, they he plays, and I'm sure it's the same with all kids, because he's grown up watching Ethan Gamer and you know Dan TDM and all those other people uh, watching them on YouTube playing. When he plays games, he plays like he's on YouTube. <laughs> So he's okay, yeah, yeah, constantly yeah. commentating. He doesn't do it he's so much presenting. now. He's <laughs> presenting. Yeah, he is. He doesn't do it so much now, but at one point he was doing things like, uh, he was actually saying like, oh, sorry, guys, I just got killed there. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's just, just me and you. Yeah, uh. <laughs> um, yeah so, uh, you know, he, I, you know I'm, I'm sure he could do it. So uh, I'm not, not obviously not saying he'd be incredibly successful, but I'm sure he, could, he would be able to to do that kind of thing so yeah might have to do that yeah, and I, I think a lot of whether it's youtube or whether it's twitch or whatever it's it's number one how much time and effort you put into it but also yeah. it's the community that you keep isn't it so yeah. if you keep a community that are, are promoting each other and, and that type of thing then yeah you know, it's inevitable right. i think there's a place for everybody isn't there you know yeah. um big or small I mean, that's one of the loveliest things of, of doing the YouTube videos is that, you know, suddenly get a, you know, a message from you guys out the blue to come and do this. And, and you know, I've been uh, sort of doing little bits and pieces with the boy John and, you know, these things start to happen. And like you say, so suddenly you start building this little little community. And it's just really good fun. I mean, that's I think that's the, the thing of it. I just thought, right, I'm going to do it for six months. I'll see how it goes. If no one's watching or I'm not enjoying it, I'll stop doing it. But um, it's really good fun. You know, I, not every week I don't, I sort of, you know, think, oh, that's not the best video. But sometimes I put something out and I go, I absolutely love this. I really, I really like it. Yeah, yeah. And that makes it all worthwhile, you know. And, it, and it, I, sort of, I sort of think about that more than anything else. You know, if I'm enjoying doing it, then I'll keep doing it. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the plan. Love it. Nice one. So next step for us, we're going to look up Cubs and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to play it and we'll be back in touch. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Good luck playing it. 
Um, so all of your, um, your YouTube, your socials will post below this podcast so that people can interact with you and get in touch Thank with you. you. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and speaking to us. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah, we've had a, a great time. Thank you so much. Thank you so um, much. Merry really Christmas, Sydney. Yeah, Merry yeah, Christmas. Good. Merry Christmas. <laughs> have, a, have a lovely um, rest of Christmas Day. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll see you yeah. soon. Thank Turkey's you very much in. for see listening, soon. guys. Catch you later. Play that funky music, white boy. Our house, our house.